0: And now, in studio, he's an award winner and at the top 1% of mortgage banking experts nationwide. Seen on the American Dream TV show Saturday mornings and heard all over the radio airwaves giving his opinion of the marketplace, your host, Jonathan J.J. Jeroz.
1: Alright, welcome and good evening. It is at drive time about 6 o'clock. You're probably heading home right now, sitting and hopefully not a whole heck of a lot of traffic, but uh, I actually hope you are sitting in some traffic so at least you can get the show in on your drive time home. Or maybe you're cooking some dinner in your kitchen right now and you need some advice, some financial advice, some real estate advice, or just um, something to make you a little bit... Smarter today. Well, I think we can do that. I got a great guest in the studio tonight, and a repeat guest on the show. And I to bring him in here because he is an expert in his field. A great guest. He's funny, he makes you laugh, and uh, he's also a new dad. And we got to talk about that a little bit because four months into fatherhood is uh, is not always easy. Although I'm sure there's a lot of love pounding in that heart of his, Mr. Vance, Barr's financial advisor with Manning Wealth Management. How you doing, Vance?
2: I'm very well this evening, JJ. Thank you very much.
1: How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. My back is uh, feeling a little bit tight today. I know you've had your own back woes, so I know you can uh, yeah you can relate to that. but um, I'm gonna throw out a quick disclaimer real fast, Vance, because I know we need to do this. Uh-oh. We're in this regulatory world that we live in, and uh, you are a wealth manager. And so I need to do this disclaimer. I'm going to get it done so we get it out of the way. Vance Bars is a registered representative and investment advisor, representative with and offers securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network. A registered investment advisor member, FINRA, SIPC. Manning Wealth Management is a registered investment
2: advisor. We got that done. Wonderful. Bravo. Now, hey. You forgot yeah. one. You forgot Uh-oh. one part. Oh no! Economic indicators are indicating there's an indicator <laughs> coming down the indicator line. <laughs> I like it. Well, you never know. And, and nobody uh,
1: trade on what we talk about today. Not at all. You know, don't make any never. trades. Vance is not giving advice on what to do. Um, he he cannot do that without looking at your situation. I will tell you this. I'll throw this out there, um, for any listener of the JJ show. Vance will do a free financial sort of look at of your situation. And I recommend that, especially with the Dow peaking um, over 22000 and a couple hundred now. And uh, that's high. That's high. We'll talk about that, Vance. Um, and uh, so I, I do recommend that. You can reach out to Vance or get on his email list. And I urge you to do that. I'm telling you, he's not one to spam. He'll send stuff out when it's actually something of value. But shoot him an email at at manningwm.com. Just title it newsletter, whole three on the newsletter, and you guys can take it from there and start your relationship. Dating relationship. That's what it takes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's relationship. Well, or at least a discovery uh, call, A discovery, a call, you know? a discovery yeah. call. I like that. It's like golden digging for, uh, for treasures. Well, it's Bitcoin. interesting
2: given my prior yeah. career. Let's talk about your prior career real fast. Sure. Sure. So I spent roughly a decade... Consulting and advising financial advisors at all of the major, pardon me, most of the major intermediaries. And everyone goes, What's an intermediary? An intermediary is a wirehouse like Merrill Lynch or UBS, or an independent broker dealer like LPL or Commonwealth, or a registered investment advisor, which is a completely independent investment advisory firm. And then last but certainly not least, Uh, family offices where people that have large amounts of wealth will pull their assets together and essentially hire in-house investment councils. So I used to go around the country advising them on a number of things, but in particular how to deploy investment strategies that historically have helped reduce volatility in periods like 2008, right? Everyone remembers the Great Recession. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's hope. you would think people would remember <laughs> I'm not the Great sure. Recession, right? <laughs> um, or, you know, you go back before that, uh, the tech wreck of 2001-02, back when all of the high-flying tech stocks were all the rage back in the late 90s and so forth. So uh, I'm very familiar with the different intermediaries, their platforms, their platform goals, what their advisors do and don't do. And as such, uh, given my prior role, I'm able to bring what I learned from that career into what I do now in serving individuals and families. I love it. It's great. It's good to have that background. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's great. You know, the um, in my opinion, the value is in the planning. And I don't necessarily mean, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, here is your 12 and a half page financial plan and here is the invoice. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about specifically the financial planning strategies. The investment management portion of the wealth management process is a very important portion, particularly when it comes to asset allocation and also what to do with after tax money because there are tax implications to that. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, oftentimes I will see statements where after tax money is fully deployed across stock based mutual funds and I look at the tax returns and I look and there are capital gains and qualified dividends and so forth that are showing up on the tax return on which the person has to obviously pay taxes. Now I'm not a CPA. I don't give tax advice, but that being said, when I enter a new relationship, I will start by reviewing tax returns and consulting with the CPA and consulting with the estate planning attorney and the Goal is to make the net impact the best result from a holistic planning standpoint, if that makes sense. It does. It does. You know, it's much yeah. more than just what's a hot stock pick. Yeah. I actually will never give a hot stock pick. Oh, so come on. My repertoire. <laughs> no, no. And I'm not saying that because we're on the you. That's I why just, I have you on tonight. You you know, darn it. Now, I was looking for my stock now, pick. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, particularly with more what are called complex fact patterns or profiles. So, if someone is an owner of multi entity real estate, or if they have a, a business really of, of any size, oftentimes there are what are considered advanced financial planning strategies for which they are eligible that they might not be aware of. Yep. So, it's always good to at least, um, you know, again, review the tax return, review the overall profile, evaluate to what extent various and sundry financial planning strategies have been implemented on the individual or family's behalf and then try to fill in any gaps if they exist.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, just just going back to what you kind of mentioned up front is after tax money going into certain mutual funds where they're now getting taxed again on gains. It's just well, Double about taxation, yeah, yeah. If right? The, if the mutual fund is up
2: ten percent, but they're in the forty percent tax bracket, their their realized return is not going yeah. to be that ten percent. Right. Yeah, right? no, it's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, and that's
1: and and that is just strategy and looking at uh, looking at what's going on. So I urge you take a look at your situation. Sometimes people get complacent um, with their portfolios, and you shouldn't be complacent, especially in today's day and age. where There's a lot of stuff going around. Uh, The world right now financially, it's a different landscape financially, even from 10 years ago, from five years ago, worldwide financial sort of market, a lot of stuff going on in Washington
2: right now. Who knows? (laughs) Missiles being shot around the world. no shortage of a calamity on the horizon. That's right. That is for sure, right? That's that's kind of the way it's always been. It's just, to what extent do I want to potentially worry about you know what's out there yeah but but the real question is what level of systemic risk do we have you know i remember advising financial advisors back in 2007 and saying markets at an all-time high uh interest rates are where they are at the at the time you know what are we talking five five percent five and a half um the debt ceiling and so forth but given the top heaviness of the equity market at the time i was recommending that where appropriate for a client's risk tolerance the advisor should consider putting a portion into uh, what are called alternative investments but more specifically absolute return investments Uh, and again that's where um, it is consistent with the investment objective for the client those types of investments whether alternatives or absolute return investments are not a good fit for every investor it's, it's really uh idiosyncratic to a particular investment objective but where capital preservation is front of mind at the time i was suggesting you should consider allocating a portion of the portfolio to these investments because historically they have reduced volatility or in layman's terms, the roller coaster yep. of the portfolio, and it'd be wonderful if if the roller coaster was always straight up. It right? would be wonderful. Well, we love that. Volatility Feels like it right upside. now. <laughs> Feels like <laughs> yeah, it
1: right now, yeah. Vance. I think that's the problem. People might be getting a little bit complacent because that roller coaster ride has been heading straight up for quite some time.
2: Stocks have more than tripled since the depths of the financial crisis, and this bull market, JJ, is now the second longest on record. So stock valuations have actually surged to extremes rarely seen except at market peaks. Now that's not suggestive that any event will happen right. in any way. Who knows? Yep. And as I've mentioned on prior shows, there are only two people that know with absolution what's going to happen with the stock market, <laughs> and they both disagree with one another. You know, very it's, true. Uh, yep. It's it's a source of debate, and um, yeah, time will tell. Yeah, you know, but. Um, 2008 happened, right? Equities were down peak to valley roughly 51%. And what I noticed is that after that event, when the positive return streams for the aforementioned alternative and absolute return types of strategies were were posted. So starting really in in early 2009, that's when a lot of money started coming into those investments. And it, why? Right. Why is that? Now, yeah. So so I was still beating on the same drum saying market's at an all-time high and you should consider allocating to this. Then the systemic event happened and that's when the masses <laughs> flowed into those strategies and at that point it was it was too late, too late right? right? Yeah, so you got to you got to be ahead of the game, right? It's all about timing. And, and we don't know if a systemic event will happen, right. but the point is when market valuations are high, it may be prudent, may be prudent to look at some of these strategies for those that have capital preservation at front of mind.
1: Well, I like that. When we come back from this break, Vance, I want to get into, I'm looking at a Baron's <clears throat> front page here. It's got a uh, dead bull head. <laughs> On its (laughs) goal, that says, how this bull market will end an eight year climb. Stocks are pricey, rates are rising, and the world's in turmoil. I want to talk about this with the expert. We're with Vance Barsh. You're listening to JJ John Girotz on the JJ Show right here on AM 1170. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. AM
2: 1170. The answer KCBQ.
0: Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 PM on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Aran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up? Maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Iran Sanai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Iran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, American Dream Elite dot com.
3: Hey, San Diego. Did you know that consumers actually have the choice on who they use for title insurance on their real estate transactions? Most people don't even realize this. Well, you most certainly do, and your choice should be Title 365. Title 365 is one of the most well-known names in title and should be your choice for title insurance on your real estate purchase. You're in great hands with Title 365. Local representatives are available to provide you with the guidance you need. Visit kcbq.com and ask to be connected.
0: Hey, do you believe in global warming? This seems to be a hot topic these days, no pun intended. Question is this. Is it real? Is it man manufactured? Is it just the earth being old? Or is it just a political play? You know what? I don't know and I don't care. Craig's sowing here and I'm here to tell you this. Whether global warming exists or not, it always makes sense to try and protect our planet regardless of global warming and the political argument. It always makes sense to save money. So, why not explore the opportunity financially that exists with solar energy? If you put in solar energy into your home, you can save a ton of money that you're wasting on your electric and gas bill. Why not go solar? It saves you money. And look, it's good for the planet. Whether you believe in global warming or not, it doesn't really matter. Anything we can do that's good for the planet that can save you money, two thumbs up for me. The problem is there's a lot of shady companies out there. So, I want to recommend just one. The only company that I endorse for solar, it's Baker electric solar they've been in business for almost a century i know these guys really well they're good friends of mine visit them online baker solar.com. that's baker com. you can go there from your smartphone today is the day let's save some money let's get those solar panels they'll do a complimentary review baker Solar.com. am 1170
2: the answer kcbq
1: All right. Welcome back. I hope you're having a good evening like we are here in the studio. Great show for you. If you're just tuning in, this is JJ John Gerote, Synergy One Lending Your Mortgage Company right here in San Diego. If you have a mortgage question, shoot it over to me, Ask JJNow.com. Interest rates are still great. Didn't think they would be as low as they are when we started the year, when they were higher after the election. But uh, a lot of people are taking advantage of these lower rates, refinancing loans, even purchases, homes that they bought at the end of the last year. Uh, it's time to take a look at that. Just like our guest in the studio tonight, will do a free sort of look at discovery, if you will, of your financial picture. I'll do a free discovery and do a mortgage checkup for you. Uh, if you're interested in my new mortgage app, uh, I have a new app. I can uh, share it with you. Shoot over an email. Just got launched last night. That's okay. Awesome. I'm feeling short I uh, You sudden. should be I, feeling. Yeah, short. I want an app. What is this? You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Vance Bars app. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> news to me. I
1: know. I, I sent it to my wife this morning for the first time. Like, hey, um, can you download this and check it out? And see what yeah, you yeah, think. Yeah, honey, yeah. let's coordinate schedules. Have your
2: app talk to my app, and yeah, uh, calendar you know, something in for we'll, later. We'll, we'll meet in the middle. That's
1: right. You're 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 probably there, Vance. You got a four month old at home. And uh, you know that's now now it's the financial picture. Hopefully the world stays intact. um, You know, for our kids, man, that's uh, that's
2: what I'm talking about. It's different. The perspective that I have now as a parent, Um, I've learned to run on four and a half to five and a half hours of sleep. I'm a six a night kind of guy. You
1: look good too, man. I mean, you know, you look you look like you got. Photoshop Six. and Botox, man.
2: You know, <laughs> they're <were> selling California. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, um, look, you look good. Well, you know, he uh, he cooperates from time to time, and I'm able to get some sleep. But you know, it's just different the way that you look at the world and humanity and just life in general when you are a parent. And um, it has, I mean, not to sound cliche, but it has literally been life changing. It is amazing when I get home. And I grab him. His name is Xander. And I'll lay down on the uh, on the couch, and I'll put him on my chest. And I'll take his his feet, and I'll I'll tickle his feet with my facial hair. And he just giggles and giggles and giggles. And there may or may not be a video of that floating around on the internet. <laughs> and it's it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're a parent. I but do,
1: um, but uh, no, I mean, you know what's, you know what's good is you're training him now, so when he's like eight, um, and that's been his comfort. Of uh, rubbing his feet on your beard. <laughs> You're going to appreciate that at that time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if I don't have the beard, I look like I'm, you know, 12. So oh, that's, I, I have to have that. But um, plus, I thought, you know, however many years down the road, uh, assuming he gets married, now I'll have a video to share it's that true. will make the audience laugh. So, yes, plenty of pictures anyway, and video. These yeah.
1: poor kids don't stand a chance as they grow up with all the video and pictures that get taken of them in today's day and age. I, I can't even imagine
2: being a teenager now with yeah. all the social media yeah. and the ability to take a picture in a classroom with a phone and yes. put it, like, it's just, we didn't have that no. when we were in school. No. You know, it will be, we had fax machines, holograms by the time Xander <laughs> is in
1: high school, yeah, yeah. he will have his own hologram yeah. that uh, he will be able to set up to make it look like he's in and, it, and class. By the way, this conversation
2: <laughs> essentially embodies the advancement in technology. Yes. Okay. There are a lot of opportunities there. That's right.
1: Very much so. So, Vance, before the break, uh, I mentioned a front page of a Barron's paper there. We are at some historic levels in the Dow, over 22,000. And the SP, and the, and S&P the NASDAQ. And the yeah. NASDAQ, all indices. Um, interest rates. Uh, in my world, have stayed pretty calm. Short-term rates, I mean, they've, they've gone up. The feds are planning <laughs> yeah. on... From zero. <laughs> from 0 Zero. They've gone up. <clears throat> so uh, prime rate, you know, if you have a home equity line of credit on your house or a credit card, those payments have increased a little bit. Um, what, I mean, where, where are we going from here? Obviously, we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. But <clears throat> there is so much of the unknown in the world right now where are we going
2: that's an excellent looking question jj um the article that you're mentioning is titled how this bull market will end and it is the baron's cover story authored by ben levisone published september 4th of this year i like the title and i dislike the title because by asking how will it end suggests that there's yes. this cliff and there's an end. And yep. I think that's somewhat doomsday-ish, right? Yep. But it is very reflective of the question I'm getting on a daily basis, which is precisely what you just mentioned. Yeah. Stocks are at an all-time high. Interest rates are starting to creep up. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. North Korea is North Korea. What do we do? Yep. And as I mentioned before the break, for certain profiles where capital preservation is front of mind, generally for retirees or people nearing retirement, one might want to look at alternative investments, or more specifically, what are called absolute return investments. But at a high level, I mentioned that stocks have tripled, more than tripled, pardon me, since the depths of the financial crisis. And the bull market now is the second longest on record. Here's some other info. There is roughly 2.5 trillion with the T in equity, meaning stock ETFs alone, which is up from roughly 500 billion with the B at the end of 2007. Thus, these equity or stock ETFs now account for more than 20 percent of equity or stock assets under management, according to Morningstar. Wow. So after 2008, there was this. I don't know if explosion is too strong of a word, but there was this explosion of, <laughs> of ETFs where people can, instead of buying individual stocks or even mutual funds, they simply buy an ETF or an exchange-traded fund. So the S&P 500 ETF, for example, when you buy that, you're buying a small percentage of, of each of those underlying companies. Stocks, bonds, and real estate All appear expensive based on historical valuations, specifically when compared to nominal GDP or what the economy actually produces. So the $2.5 trillion question on everyone's mind is, when will this bull market cool off? FANG stocks or Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google are very reminiscent of the nifty 50 and the high-flying tech stocks in the late 90s. Doesn't mean anything is going to happen with those. This is not investment advice. Don't trade. Don't buy. Don't sell. This is simply an observation. But at a high level, there are two conditions that may cause a sell-off. One, it goes without saying, are high equity valuations. The S&P 500 is trading at 17.7 times 12-month forward estimated earnings, which is the highest P.E. ratio since the dot-com bubble on its own it's a short-term measure and it actually has almost no predictive value the second is the fed normalizing interest rates <laughs> i like normalizing interest normalizing. rates what does that mean and what does well, that mean well that means coming back <laughs> up off of zero yep. so 2008 happened most of us understand kind of what happened um if you're in the business that we're in, yep. we have a, a pretty deep understanding of what happened. But banks were overlevered. Yep, There were CDOs. There were CDO squareds. And this, the system itself was overlevered, And there was a lot of systemic risk. So the Fed's, and the Fed is our Federal Reserve, now mm-hmm. headed by Janet Yellen. The Fed is, quote, normalizing, end quote, interest rates, meaning coming back up off of zero. Because the Fed's response was taking the Fed funds rate and dropping that to zero, right? the short-term yep. rate. This, on its own, also has almost no predictive value. So the real question being asked is, when will we have a bear market? Right. That's the real question. That is? Historically, in nearly every case of a bear market, JJ, we need a recession. The big, bad, R word. Generally, recessions are preceded by, in no particular order, high valuations, a spike in commodities, Increased inflation and a rising interest rate environment. So high valuations combined with a rising interest rate environment suggests risk to the bull market is higher now than at any time over the past eight years. But it doesn't mean that there's any predictive value to that. Right. We simply just we, we can't don't time know it. We can't correct. time it. Right. So in the article, again, uh, we're referring to the. Barron's front page article titled, How This Bull Market Will End. And this was published on September 4th and authored by Ben Levison. There are seven items in what's called the recession rundown. There's the a potential Fed mistake, inflation, China. we did a show on that about we a did. year and a half yep. ago. And a lot of that has actually come to fruition. Yep. Antitrust issues, which we can talk about. The end of QE, or quantitative easing, which was part of the Fed dropping interest rates to zero. Printing this one's money. always here. Geopolitics, always. And local politics, meaning domestic politics, mm-hmm. meaning Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So, we can talk about those. Um, one thing that we should note is that the... General stocks are trading at an earnings yield of 4.71 percent, and the 10 year treasury is at 2.16 percent, and that leaves a sizable gap of about 2.55 points. But if that spread starts to close, it could be a sign that investor preferences will shift toward bonds. So, if I know that I I'd can like get, to hear that in my world, of course, of <laughs> course, you know, if, if I can get 4.71 percent from a high dividend paying equity portfolio. But two point five five percent from a, a bond portfolio—that's impetus for one to consider going into those higher dividend-paying equities. Yes. But if bonds start paying the same, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah,
1: the safe—the safe haven. Right, which our bond market is US known for. Treasuries. U.S. Treasuries, which every other country likes to invest in, except for China. They've been pulling out of our treasuries. When we come back from this break, we're going to continue this financial discussion. we got Vance Bars, financial advisor with Manning Wealth Management, in the studio. You're listening to J.J. John Gerrote, right here on The J.J. Show, AM 1170. Be right back. AM 1170, the answer. KCBQ.
0: Hey, San Diego, Craig Sewing here. Look, one of the things that nobody likes to hear is that they got bugs in their home. Almost all California homes have some sort of bug or termite problem. It's not a cool thing to have bugs running around your house, so I'm going to help you get rid of them. I want you to connect with Lloyd's Pest Control. These are our good friends at the Craig Sewing Show. They can help you. They've been in business putting bugs out of business since 1931. They'll do a free inspection for you. If you want to get your biggest investment checked out, make sure there's not bugs or termites, go to lloydpest.com. That's lloydpest.com. Dot .com and get a free inspection of your real estate today. Hey, Craig Sewing here, host of The Craig Sewing Show and The American Dream, every morning, channel 4, 10.30 a.m. One of the things we do on the show is we give a lot of financial advice. Something you'll hear me say all the time is you can't figure out where you're gonna go if you don't know where you are today. That's why we give out a free financial kit to any of our listeners or viewers who wanna know, hey, this is where I am. This is how much money I have. This is my trajectory for retirement. You need to know what your retirement age is gonna be, how much money is gonna get distributed to you. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 or 90. These are numbers that actually can be spelled out for you based upon your current allocation. It doesn't take any more money. Just get an analysis. This is what we do. The free financial kit will do this for you. We've given them out to thousands of people and never once had a complaint and we'd love to give you one as well. If you haven't got your free financial kit, it's really simple. You just got to visit me online and ask for it. CraigSewing.com That's Craig with a C. Sewing like a sewing machine. Machine. CraigSewing.com on the contact form. Message me. Ask for the free financial kit. It is a gift to you as a listener to our show. Free financial kit, CraigSowing.com. Make sure you hit that contact form, no strings attached, and we'll get it to you within 24 hours. CraigSowing.com.
3: Hey, San Diego, did you know that consumers actually have the choice on who they use for title insurance on their real estate transactions? Most people don't even realize this. Well, you most certainly do, and your choice should be Title 365. Title 365 is one of the most well-known names in title and should be your choice for title insurance on your real estate purchase. You're in great hands with Title 365. Local representatives are available to provide you with the guidance you need. Visit KCBQ.com and ask to be connected.
0: AM 1170, The Answer, KCBQ.
1: All right, welcome back. It's JJ John Droetz. All right, here on the JJ Show, got a great guest in the studio. If you're just tuning in, Vance Bars, financial advisor with Manning Wealth Management. I urge you to take the time to have a discovery session with Mr. Vance. He's uh, been around a long time, he knows what he's doing. He used to advise the financial advisors, um, and that says something in itself. That's the history there. But you can reach out to him at 760-519-5871, 760-519-5871, or give him an email at Vance at manningwm.com. Vance, before the break, we were talking about this article on Barron's. Uh, we were talking about some spreads. I want to finish that conversation 'Cause it's we're, it's the seven signs of a possible bad uh, multi-letter word that starts with an R recession that we don't want right. to talk about, but you know, we gotta be prepared to talk about it at some point happen. in time. Yep. They happen. History will tell us
2: that they do. So let's let's go back in time and get back to where we were. Sure. So the <clears throat> the spread that we referenced is the spread or the difference, if you will, between Uh, The earnings yield on high dividend paying equities, which as the article provides, is roughly 4.71%. And the 10-year treasury yield, which is 2.16%. So the difference there is 2.55%. So at a high level, if we don't use all of the mm womp mm womp (laughs) mm womp mm -womp jargon... (laughs) If I have in bucket A, the risk-free rate, meaning the U.S. Treasury rate, that pays 2.55%, and in bucket B, I have dividend-paying equities paying 4.71%, if I'm seeking yield, meaning income, I'm going to be potentially pushed or uh, motivated to go into bucket B, which is paying more. Yep. But go back to 2006, 2007, the risk-free rate was 5%, 5 5-plus percent. So if you have a million-dollar portfolio, you plug it into U.S. Treasuries, you're getting your 5-point-whatever percent, you're getting your 50,000. If you're a retiree, you're getting your Social Security income, in theory. It's not bad. Maybe a pension income. So in places that aren't San Diego and San Francisco and (laughs) Manhattan— And uh, on a Washington, D. East T. or West Coast. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere middle if America. You're in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're on a Southwest flight or your private jet, whatever, you know, and you're looking down yeah, there, that's that's a good deal. Yeah, right? Definitely. That doesn't exist. When the Fed funds, or pardon me, when the Federal Reserve decreased the Fed funds rate to zero, it essentially punished savers in a way because you can't get the yield that you used to. But the idea is if the risk-free rate is close to or at or in excess of the yield provided by the stocks, then the question is, will we see people move out of equities and into bonds? And in my opinion, the Federal Reserve, headed by Janet Yellen, is keenly aware of this particular detail. And the Federal Reserve has been adamant that it is data dependent. We care about jobs and inflation, jobs and inflation, jobs and inflation. Well, if that was the case, the Fed would have started raising rates in 2013, and yep. it didn't. Now, the Fed has consistently said, when we are consistently above 2%, we'll go ahead and raise the Fed funds rate. <laughs> Wrong. We need a little buzzer noise here. We so, have one somewhere. Well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, the Vance Bar's buzzer noise. <laughs> That's not what has happened. So the Fed has actually contradicted its own verbiage yep. and, and is raising interest rates despite the fact that we have not had that 2%. So that's an observation. But the the question that people are asking is, when will the bull market end? The real question they're asking is, when could we potentially have a recession? And in this article, there are seven particular items. The first is a Fed mistake. So the Fed could tighten Despite, this is funny because we just talked about this. Despite the lack of growth and inflation, thus potentially tipping the US economy into recession. That's number one. Number two is you think that would happen? No. Um, Do I think that would happen? I think anything is possible. Anything is possible. If, If the Fed raises rates too fast, that is a distinct possibility. Yeah. You know, it's not an impossibility. Right. Um, they certainly, they certainly have not been on this speedy train they have not this the uh, fed has been slow the fed <clears throat> pardon me has been methodical yep and the federal reserve as i mentioned before is, is keenly aware of the impact that its monetary and fiscal policy decisions will have not only on the domestic economy the u.s economy but the worldwide economy right. now what if I'm going to propose something to you. I know we're getting a little
1: off topic. It's okay. Janet Yellen's position will be coming up next year. Yep. Uh, Donald Trump likes to appoint people maybe with not a lot of political experience, but different experience. And what if a ex-banker was thrown into the Federal Reserve position that might not have the experience? Could the potential of lack of experience and knowledge of dealing with our worldwide economy come into play if and, and where they're like, no, you we, we can the, the market can absorb higher rates? Let's let's put this on more of a bullet
2: train type scenario. That's a possibility, potentially. It's a possibility. Uh, keep in mind that the NIM. NIM, or the net interest margin, is that which is profitable for banks. So a higher net interest margin means historically and generally more profitability for banks. So there's a potential conflict of interest there. But there's the Fed board that will meet. And hopefully all the PhD propeller heads on the Fed board uh, will convey realistic implications of any decision on the part of the Fed to raise rates too fast should Janet be replaced by someone who would do so. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Sure. Sure. So the second is inflation. A behind-the-curve Federal Reserve could play catch-up with rate hikes, setting up a U.S. economic slowdown, and and that's precisely what yep. we just uh, discussed. The third is China. China is the world's second largest economy. And if it were to blow up, it could take the global economy down with it. That is kind of a a doomsday scenario. But if the Chinese economy were to have a hard landing of sorts, then given the fact that we are a global economy, we could see some worldwide implications of that. And actually, if you remember... In one of our prior shows, we we discussed China exhaustively, and um, you know we saw some market volatility back oh, in yeah. 2016 yep. as a result of China related stuff, yep. for well, lack of more.
1: What's interesting is I I work with a, a specific real estate agent who works with a, a bunch of clients in, from China, and I guess the what they are telling him is that the Chinese government is somewhat cracking down. They don't want liquid funds leaving china and being moved into u.s real estate <laughs> bitcoin <laughs> bingo <laughs> bitcoin yeah it's, they are uh... buying bitcoin opening bitcoin exchange account here in the states and moving money via bitcoin
2: and there was recently an article yes. in the wall street journal on how china is cracking down or trying to crack down on bitcoin yep. and that's a whole show that's in and a, that's itself, another you know? deal yeah people are like is is bitcoin a bubble like well it looks on a graph like it could be a bubble but not everyone is talking right. about bitcoin right. so there could be millions upon millions upon millions of more people that could yeah. open bitcoin accounts if i was the federal reserve I would be terrified of Bitcoin yeah. because it is a cryptocurrency. It's a shadow currency. Um, it, 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 like I said, that's a whole other show. <laughs> so uh, the fourth is antitrust. So antitrust officials could target big tech companies such as Apple, Amazon, and Google. And I mentioned the Fang stocks, um, causing them to have a dip in equity valuations. That's specula- speculative. Speculative. The fifth is the end of quantitative easing. Now, let's go back to 2008. The Federal Reserve did two things. One, it cut rates to zero. Yep. Two, it started buying mortgage-backed and other um, bonds, if you will, onto its balance sheet. It quintupled, multiplied by five, its balance sheet. Yep. Unprecedented. Okay. And let's talk about why. They did this to keep interest rates
1: down. Correct. To stimulate the market.
2: Correct. Yep. And and so the end of QE um could cause the central bank balance sheets to potentially create some volatility. So the the shrinking of those balance sheet could cause unexpected problems. And the Federal Reserve has stated that it is about to start shrinking its balance sheet. So I'm really interested yep. in seeing how this plays out. Yep. The sixth, geopolitics, rising overseas tensions usually don't cause economic slumps or bear markets, but it's not unheard of. It has happened. Look at what happened with the stock market when uh, North Korea fired. (laughs) I forget what missile it was. but uh, Last but not least, local politics, government shutdowns, debt ceiling standoffs, and even impeachments usually don't cause bear markets. This time, it could be different yeah we, we just don't know yeah and uh
1: the u.s house just passed today a 1.2 trillion dollar measure to fund most government activities in the fiscal year be-, be beginning october 1st knowing the senate will disagree with many controversial elements and force a negotiation that could go into december 1.2 trillion When we come back from this break, we're going to continue talking to Mr. Vance Barris, with Manning Wealth Management right here on the JJ Show. Stay tuned for the rest of the show right here on the JJ Show, AM 1170.
0: AM
2: 1170, The Answer, KCBQ.
0: Hey San Diego, Craig Sewing here. One of the things I know very well is real estate. Inman News nominated me for most influential in the space and I launched a nationwide network built on the timely truths of our real estate market. Look, one of the many relationships you're going to encounter when buying a home or refinancing is who handles the money. Also known as the escrow company. When it comes to hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe even millions of dollars in a real estate transaction, you can't just use anyone. I trust Oakwood Escrow. These guys and gals are the best in the business offering trustworthy service, whether you're a consumer or in the real estate business. Nobody gets it done better than Oakwood Escrow. That's who I'd use, and you should too. Visit them at oakwoodescrow.com. That's oakwoodescrow.com. hey craig sewing host of the craig sewing show where i am committed to helping you win in any marketplace we talk so much about politics and the financial markets and real estate really important stuff much of it you can't control well i want to give you a piece of advice today on something you can control what if i told you i could help you make more money without earning another dime i know it sounds crazy but the reality is it's through your tax plan So many people rely on CPAs to do their taxes for you. At the end of the year, you're going to see if you're getting money back or if you owe money and you call that a tax plan. That is not a tax plan. That's just shuffling papers and seeing what happens. I got to introduce you to our good friend with Jennings Financial Group, Douglas Jennings. Doug Jennings can help you reduce your tax liability, do it legally, ethically, and get you well on your way. This is something that you can control. You can do it today. I highly encourage you visit him online, JenningsFinancialSD.com. JenningsFinancialSD.com. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Visit Doug online today, JenningsFinancialSD.com.
3: Your home should be a place that you love coming to. Hi, I'm Nikki Klug, interior designer, and there is nothing I enjoy more than helping San Diegans live in homes that they fall madly in love with. I've helped hundreds of homeowners experience a sense of luxury, rejuvenation, and inspiration in their everyday lives. If you need help creating a home that you love, please visit me online at NikkiKlugDesign.com or call me at 619-948-7173.
2: AM 1170. The answer, Case CBQ.
1: All right, welcome back. It's JJ John Girot, Synergy One Lending, your mortgage company, right here in San Diego. If you got a mortgage question, financial question, can reach out to me at askjjnow.com, askjjnow.com. I'll put you in touch with Vance for any of those financial questions. I'll take care of the mortgage questions if you want. My new mortgage app, you can reach out to me. I will uh, shoot over a link to you. You can, just, uh, you can even text me at 760-522-2298. And uh, I will share the app download with you. You can calculate. You see if it's if it, even on your own terms. You can see if it makes sense to refinance, what a payment might look like, or I can certainly help you out here if that's uh, that's what I'm here to do. But uh, before the break, we're talking with Vance Bars. He's a financial advisor with Manning Wealth Management, one of the smartest guys I know right here in San Diego. For the JJ Show listeners, he will do a free, what we call discovery, and take a look at what you got, make sure you're not overpaying taxes, and and your allocations might... uh, you know what they just need to look at. You gotta you go to the doctor every year, you gotta check your finances every year, and people get a little bit too complacent. and we're talking about a stock market that uh, all the indices are over um, certain numbers and they're they're high, they're high. and we're not we're not talking about that we're on a roller coaster and we're we're peaking the hill and we're going to be dropping. We're not saying that. We're just talking about where we are what potentially um, other people are talking about. Barron's article, um, seven signs of a recession. And um, did we get to the seventh one? Or we have one more to go? I think, uh, we, well, I think we covered them all, yeah, right? We, we did. We, we covered did, them all. We did cover them all. Yeah, I, was, for, I was busy taking a picture of you, Vance, uh, before the break. <laughs> by know? the way, if I'm one
2: of the smartest guys you know, you must only know like five or six Well, guys. you know,
1: I'm a, I am a loner. <laughs> people, yeah, I am not one to hang uh, around a bunch of people. I'm so here all I, week, I, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at seven to nine? <laughs> Keep your waitresses. Vance, here's here's something I want to get into, though. And and we don't have a ton of time. This is the last segment. But, you know, a lot of people, and, and you know this, you reach out to people, you talk to people. People have financial advisors. Right, They have their money. A lot of people manage their own funds. It's shocking to me when I look at people's taxes and I see people doing their own taxes and they actually mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a business or assets or an, and they're doing their own taxes for gosh sakes. They're married. They got kids. What are you doing? Spend a couple hundred bucks. Get your taxes done by somebody, a professional you know uh people manage their own funds because it's cheaper they feel like it's cheaper they can get seven dollar trades whatever the case may be if they
2: itemize they might actually be able to (laughs) use the cpa fee as another deduction oh hey you know fly on the wall not even here but um (laughs) it's but it's amazing to me right
1: but people have have financial advisors i don't think people question their advisors do you have any advice for our listeners um, on questions that might, should be asked of their own advisors. Something, you know, that they can they can get into and see if they're in the right spot.
2: I, I do, I do actually. And um, as I mentioned in the very first segment, I spent roughly a decade advising financial advisors around the country at most of the major intermediaries. And uh, there was an article recently published by the Wall Street Journal on August 25th. It was authored by Jason Zweig and it is titled, The 19 Questions to Ask Your Financial Advisor. Any listener that reaches out to me uh, via email, and my email address is vance at manningwm.com. I'm happy to provide them with a link to this article as well as the link to the Barron's article that we were covering. But the author, Jason Zweig, does a great job at presenting these 19 questions that one should ask their financial advisor. Okay. And it starts with the first question, are you always a fiduciary and will you state that in writing? And what's interesting is Jason provides the suggested answer that the individual investor or family should want to to hear in response to a particular question. Um, another question. Uh, do you participate in any sales contests or award programs creating incentives to favor particular vendors? There, he suggests that the answer should be no. So, certain intermediaries might have sales contests, for example. Sure. And as an investor, you know, is the incentive on the part of the financial advisor to look at your fact pattern and provide you? the solutions and strategies that are unique to your profile or is it to drive a commission? Is it to pad their own pockets? Is it to meet their objectives from a sales perspective? Does the financial advisor have certain minimum, what are called production requirements? Yeah, definitely,
1: well, it does. And and frankly, a large national bank has uh, been in the news a lot in the last year for Financial gains uh, and commissions, bonuses, et cetera. Um, you know, they seem to get on the stagecoach and uh, got their salespeople on that same stagecoach. But, uh, you know, they're been,
2: uh, in heavy lawsuits since then. I have heard a couple things about that particular organization. Yeah, You know, here's another one. Uh, it's question number six in this article. Will you consider charging by the hour or retainer instead of an annual fee based on my assets? And Jason suggests that the answer should be yes. So a portion of what I do is what's considered consulting. So someone can say, Vance, I love my financial advisor. She or he is fantastic. And I really don't want to disrupt the relationship. And I go, fine, that's okay. You don't have to move your assets to me. And they go, what do you mean? And I go, I can come in as a completely independent third party and, advise you on a consulting basis on that which I think is most appropriate and in your best interest, given your fact pattern, your investment objectives, your tax profile, and your overall holistic picture. And um, I can consult in that way, right? So there's no motivation there necessarily for me to get the assets in-house and try to disrupt that relationship. And the consulting is interesting because... In particular, there are more complex fact patterns, as I mentioned before, large holders of real estate. If there is uh, an individual that has multiple rental properties, how are those things structured? Right. I can work with the attorney, the estate plan attorney on that. Um, are you an orthodontist who uh, employs 10 or fewer people? And, and what does that overall picture look like? Um, do you have a family business? And are you employing family members? And how is the ownership on that going to be structured? And what's the longer term plan? Are we gonna have a liquidity event? There are a number of charitable based, excuse me, uh, advanced planning strategies that businesses are, well, business owners more particularly could be eligible for that the advisor might not know about. So sure. one of the first things I do, JJ, when I look at the tax returns is I specifically look to see, is there a history or a pattern of charitable donations there? And there are some strategies that the individual or family may want to consider to um, satisfy that charitable intent. And I won't talk about those on air because it's it's a kind of an exhaustive uh, review. And I don't want to make any eyes cross as people are on their drive home. <laughs> but um, in any event, that's I think, just one, I think you,
1: that's one, one small piece <coughs> of a very large puzzle. And that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, another question here, question 14, do you believe you can beat the market? Mm. Right. So think about that. You meet a financial advisor, you're at a restaurant or a networking event and the advisor advisors, well, I, I can outperform the market. Yep. Really? Yeah. Really? Now, how are you going to do that? Are you taking excess risk? Risk? Are you? You know what? What's the methodology there? And it's just these are all questions that are things that make you go hmm. Right. Well,
1: and you think about it. I mean, think of think of we've heard it numerous stories, um, people ending up in jail, and I bet a lot of those conversations have started with that that statement. I can beat the market, right? And sometimes they're not real. Um, financial strategies but financial schemes on the back end you have to be very careful of that you
2: just brought up a really interesting idea that I had not thought about before a lot of individual investors are not aware of the FINRA broker check so they can go to Google and type in F I N R a broker check and you can literally go on and type in the financial advisors name type in the state and hit search, and you can look to see if there are any disclosures, any lawsuits, any legal issues. Past and, issues. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's publicly available. I really encourage individuals and families to know their advisor, yeah. know the background, know if, if there are issues there. Um, and many times there aren't. Right. right? But if there are, it's good to be aware of them. And sometimes... Um, it's an administrative type of correspondence or something like that just because something shows up on the finra broker check doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad right but do your investigative work i mean the nice thing about the internet in a
1: lot of ways is is the consumer has the ability to do research on the people they're going to be working with and especially with that finra broker check check it out we've been talking with vance bar so you can reach out to him at 760-519-5871 or give him an email at vance at manningwm.com, vance at manningwm.com. You can always reach out to me directly. I'll put you in touch with Vance, do an intro email, go to askjjnow.com. Vance, as always, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on this evening. Congratulations on making it through the first four months of your son's (laughs) life and uh, many more years ahead there. Thanks for tuning in tonight on the JJ Show. This is John Gerotes with Synergy One Lending on AM 1170. AM
3: 1170, The Answer, KCBQ.
0: Hey, Craig Sewing here, consumer activist. You hear me every day at 6 p.m. on KCBQ. My goal is to help you win in any marketplace. One of the things that applies to every single person that listens to our show and that's listening right now, you have a credit score, and more likely than not, it has inaccuracies on it. Nobody seems to understand how these things work. Here's what I can tell you. I have a credit expert that's a partner in the show named Aran Sinai. I call him the credit magician. If you've ever had any issues with your credit, you want to get your scores up. Maybe a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or maybe just a collection. You know the city of San Diego can send parking tickets to collections? Crazy. Well, bad credit's a choice. Reach out to Iran Sinai. How do you do that? You go to our website, AmericanDreamElite.com. AmericanDreamElite.com. Hit me up on the contact form. I'll connect you with Iran. AmericanDreamElite.com. If you've ever had any credit issues whatsoever, American Dream Elite dot com.